Good People, Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Welcome to Good People, Cool Things. Today's guest is Tim Razor, founder of the company Fifth and Cherry, which makes cutting boards that will last you not just your lifetime, but your family's lifetime, your kids. It's something you can pass down. And that's something that's very important to Tim is creating a legacy and cherishing those moments that you have. We're talking about why, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but we're going to talk about the room that is the most important within the house, the impact of having a tight-knit brand and community, the tangibility of life, and how he got started in the business, because it's kind of a, a fascinating story of how Tim got Fifth and Cherry up off the ground and now is doing great things. And if you're a local Texan over here, head on over to Central Market and you can see these boards in all of their glory. If you'd like to get in touch with Good People Cool Things, you can reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GPCT Podcast. And of course, if you like the show, go ahead and subscribe, follow, holler, give five stars, and it'll be glorious. Just like this conversation with Tim. For people who don't know who Tim Razor is, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of give us your elevator pitch, but also tell us the type of elevator that we're riding on? <laughs> we are riding on a, uh, I would like to tell you, a long-term elevator. And so uh, not, not a super fast elevator. Uh, I create products that you, uh, you buy once. I'm going to service them forever. And then uh, they're going to be uh, in your life forever. And so I'm a really big fan of the word forever because I think that the world has lost um, tangibility. I think that um, there's a lot of things in technology that are just wonderful, right? Can you can we pause for one second? Yeah, sure. I, I hear a screaming baby. I need to go. <laughs> need to go see. Yes, go. <laughs> screaming babies. Go, go take care. Go take care. So we have 13 year old daughter, four year old boy baby pterodactyl and a boy on the way. <laughs> the baby pterodactyl is one. She, well, she's, she's 19 months, but my God, she has got a set of lungs on her. I, I, <laughs> I love Nora to be like, if you go to my Twitter feed, um, it just at TJ razor, like, uh, so the way I meditate, like I, I can't sit in a, I've got too much ADD. I, I can't sit in a room with my legs crossed and, and like just concentrate on the silence. Uh, so what I do, uh, every morning, and it's not like at a certain time. It's just like when I, when I feel like I've had enough coffee, you know, um, that I will find a picture of my kids and then I'll just uh, send it out to the universe. And it sounds, it might sound like, well, that's not, not bright, but it, 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 it centers me on everything that's important in my life, which is really the whole purpose of keeping uh, a real simple device, like, uh, like these cutting boards, like you know, uh, in our world. And so like forever, because like the tangibility in life has been lost with technology. I mean, Zoom is wonderful. Like we're talking on Zoom right now, recording the audio on Zoom. Like that, that's, that part's wonderful. I'm not anti-Facebook or anti-Twitter or, or social media, but there's nothing on my phone in Facebook that when I pick it up, it says mom. And the, the reason why phones and Facebook have like they pop up memories. If you have a photo app or Facebook has a photo, it has a reminder of your memories. It's because the digitization of memories makes you lose them. But when you go into the kitchen and you create 
and you're using uh, something like a cutting board or, or maybe it's your mother's uh, Pyrex bowls or, or maybe your dad handed down the knives that he our Thanksgiving turkey with, right? Like you remember those and you can't help but pick up that utensil, uh, those bowls or this cutting board and not think of the person you created memories with. I, I think the world has lost a little bit of that and I aim to return it. So it's not even so much as an elevator pitch, like where the world's going fast. Like we make a product that's created by human hands. Uh, we use machines, but it's still hand arranged. We're the only ones in the world that still like, um, you can't see it on the audio version of this, but like this is what our cutting boards look like without like when, 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 nice, they're, not, yeah. when they're not finished. And yeah. like it takes human hands, human eyes to look at the arrangement of the wood and arrange them in a certain way that it gives you the best surface for your knives to cut on. And they'll, they're so incredibly sturdy that they won't wobble, they won't warp, they won't separate to laminate. And then when they get used heavily in the kitchen, which is what I want them to do, I want you to mail it back to me. And for free, I'm gonna do the labor to make it look brand new. And then for free, I'm gonna send it back to you. And the world has lost forever. You know, like um, there's things that are, they have warranties or guarantees, but there's so much legal mumbo jumbo. I am, I'm against all that. Like, just send me the board. I know it's my board. It's got my name on it. You know? <laughs> and I, what, what matters to me most in this world is that people use my product and love it. Like there's no better feeling in the world. Um, I was just having this conversation with Tiny. Tiny's my wife. She's uh uh, we, we, we're a family business. Uh, we, we, we own fifth and cherry together with, and you know, we have the fellows in the shop on the team and stuff, but, uh, I was saying like, it's the best feeling in the world to have a product that people love. Like we, we have, um, packaging where people will open it and you don't know what's in the package and they'll, they're crying when they, when they realize what it is and someone cynical on the other end and the world's very cynical, which I believe cynicism is a disease, you know, uh, we, we, we purposely ship um, in a brown wrapper and inside this brown wrapper is a white box with simple lettering that just says fifth and cherry. You open it up, it's velvet lined and there's this letter. And we, we have this, we don't handwrite them anymore but we did when we first started. Uh, and there's this letter explaining exactly what is in this box. And it explains pretty much what you and I just talked about with tangibility and memories and, and love and being able to hand this down generationally like it's just not for you this this board is for you now but you're just minding the till like it, it, you're going to give this to someone and they're going to use it and they're just minding the till and then it's going to be handed down and we get people that cry over this simple block of wood and it's the best feeling to have something that is so enjoyed and, and, and they, we get the letters back, you know, the emails back or the Twitter, the, the private messages back. I can't believe this. This is like, they leave it out all the time. They love it. And you wouldn't think a kitchen utensil, oh, it's not a utensil, a kitchen uh, implement could, could create that kind of emotion. But I'm telling you, if you go, if anyone listening goes home for uh, Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or that one special thing that you smell during the year and it just makes you miss home. That's the emotion that this can evoke. And that's the tangibility we aim to return uh, to people's lives. Not an elevator pitch. I think we were on an escalator that went really. <laughs> 
So maybe went up and down a few times. Well, but we had a crying uh, baby in there too. Yeah. <laughs> so we might have been. There was a small pterodactyl. Yeah. We might have been at it. We might have been at an airport. You never know. <laughs> like on a really small airplane with a crying baby. <laughs> Yes, I'll give a I'll give a shout out to the uh, I mean she was probably like four, um, but I was on a flight back uh, from San Francisco yesterday. Well, probably not yesterday by the time this airs, but yesterday as we're talking, and I uh, she was phenomenal. Like did not was not even fussy at all. Like the whole trip. I sadly the baby across the aisle did not have the same success, but also. I mean, Nora, babies, they got their tiny eardrums and they get yep. demolished on a flight. Like it's, I get it. Noro actually is a great flyer. And, oh yeah. Like it's just interesting what, what provokes the baby pterodactyl sometimes that their, their inner pterodactyl comes out. I think it was because I came upstairs to talk to you and I left her, <laughs> which I guess isn't such a bad thing after all. <laughs> she can use a little independence too. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Now, you've been running this business for a little while now, and I think, you know, anytime someone starts a business, I think you you certainly have a vision of how things will go, but p- things pop up along the way right. that are unexpected or surprising. So what's something that surprised you about running a business? Um, other than COVID. Um, yes. <laughs> other other than COVID. Uh, yes, non-COVID edition. Non-COVID edition. Um, <laughs> the, if someone ever said, what if they wanted to start a business, what's the best piece of advice I have for them? It's... Uh, it, it's too simplistic to say, understand how to sell your product like that. That's just so broad and unhelpful. What you really need to know, I believe is how to express and articulate your value proposition. And when you can do that, then you can delve into what is known as feature benefit and feature benefit is crucial because if you can't articulate your feature, for the consumer, your features for the consumer and the benefit and separate those two in their mind, uh, then I think all is lost. And I know that for a fact because I couldn't do it. And so I'd love to tell you that uh, when we opened the doors to Fifth and Cherry, uh, the people were just beating down the digital doors and couldn't, we, we sold out right away. And it wasn't the case at all. Like you, we really got knocked. I really got knocked on my butt. Like I thought I did all the things that you're supposed to do, you know, beautiful website, um, we had Facebook ads running, like all the things that uh, you see uh, really generalized uh, business, you know, like threads on Twitter, right? Time for a thread. And it's, and, and, and quite frankly, like it looks helpful, but it quite frankly isn't. Like if I ever did time for a thread, I would tell you what I'm telling you right now. Be able to articulate your value proposition, then that leads into features and benefits. And now I will explain. So features of my product, while well, I make in the world, the only board that steel reinforced. There are steel pins running through every layer of N-grain cherry. That does a number of things for the board. Around, along with the hand arranging, the hand clamping and gluing, we're the only ones at scale in the world that take the time and spend the money and pay the employees to do this. So we're not in it for, uh, you know, slap them together and get them out the door. No, I want every board to be able to stand the test of time. And that, that takes a little bit of time and a lot of money. And so, uh, well, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. And so, well, how does that benefit the consumer, Tim? Well, when you get our boards, our boards, because we're only using N-grain cherry, they're naturally antibacterial. Cut meat and veg on our boards. In three minutes, bacteria die on our boards. Our boards are purposely reversible. You can cut on either side of our board. There's no feet on the bottom. You're going to get maximum usage out of our board. Oh, and by the way, because we're cutting on N-grain cherry, 
our wood is actually self-healing. It's like the biggest modern technology in an old school product in the world. And let me explain for the listener, I'll create a visual. So you've got like a stack of spaghetti, right? And it's dry spaghetti and you want to cut it, you know, horizontally, you're going to get then two stacks. That's what most people are doing when they cut on plastics, bamboo, or what are known as long grain cutting boards. You're cutting on the wrong fibers of the wood or in bamboo's case, the, the grass. For your knives, if you have nice knives, you want to keep your knives sharper, longer, create the best cutting surface, the safest cutting surface, cut on the end grain. So you got to stand the wood up. And then what happens is you're cutting on the end grain. And because you're cutting on the right side of the fiber, the proper side of the fiber of the wood, when you go to and fro with your cutting strokes, the wood has this magical zipper effect and it actually kind of heals. That's why you can't really feel knife grooves in an end grain cutting board. You see knife marks occasionally, but you can't feel knife grooves. And because the because you're cutting on the proper side or the proper, um, yeah, I guess the proper side of the wood fibers, the bacteria, the water can't get in there to separate the wood and then breathe the bacteria. And that's why the boards are naturally bacterial. All features. Well, Tim, what is the benefit of that? Well, let me tell you, because our boards are built like that with that kind of, um, honestly, it's simplistic, elegant technology. That board is going to be in your family forever. See, I refinish our boards forever. And so when you use our board and maybe uh, someone drops it, maybe someone mistakenly puts it in the dishwasher, something happens to your board. It doesn't matter what. What matters is that you get it back to me, I fix it, and then we get it back to you and it's ready to use again. And then there's going to come a point in time when you and I aren't on this earth that we're, our, our kids, our, 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 our friends, our loved ones, someone's going to have that board. And every time they touch it, they're going to think of you. So I'm not selling you a cutting board. What I'm really selling you is the ability to live on forever and have someone think about you every day. And so that's the benefit of everything we do in the cutting boards. And if you have a product out there, whether it's, it doesn't matter if it's SAS, it doesn't matter. We were talking semiconductors before the podcast. It doesn't <laughs> matter what it is. I have an emotional appeal to my products because it's what I believe in my heart, but you have to be able to delineate feature and benefit. And if you're not, if you're not able to do that, I don't know how much success you have because I can tell you that my world unlocked when I was able to explain what was in my heart, when I was able to take that and then be able to talk about it out loud. I think that segues nicely into another question that I was going to say that I have, but it, I kind of sourced some questions from you. And I think this is a, a good one of, it's even more of just a thought, I would say, than a question, but just the tangibility of life. Yeah, I, I, you know, um, I never begrudge anybody their experiences because everyone's on a different journey, right? But um, so I deployed three times to Iraq as a Marine helicopter pilot. Um, you can't, I, I don't know how you don't walk away from that experience without this deep appreciation for uh, being, being alive. My experiences uh, or my, my thoughts on the tangibility of life and celebrating just the simplicity of being here and doing good uh, really stems from that. Like I, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, went and worked somewhere and made every mistake you could possibly make. You know, uh, what do you mean people don't show up every morning at 6 a.m. ready to rock and roll? And, you know, and, and just it wasn't, I had a great, great attitude, just wasn't, it was very, the transition for me was very hard, uh, like it is for many. And then um, 
uh, by the, by, honestly, by the grace of God, just, I had a bunch of people around me that were so kind that they let me make all these mistakes and learn from them. And you talk about grace. And so, um, it's something that, do you find it maybe that's not extended every day? People not, in simplistic ways, cutting you, cutting you off on the roads or, uh, you know, just not being polite out in public and stuff. And so I had a bunch of people that extended me a bunch of grace after I got out of the Marine Corps. And I was really grateful for that. And so now uh, here I am wanting to return that. And just, I want to deliver the best product for people every day. And, you know, I, business is really hard, but I got to tell you the, the events uh, that led to this life uh, has so positively shaped me that I'm, I can't every day be, be not grateful. Like, like it's weird. Like, let me give you an example because I feel like I just talked around your question. Like we were, we, I'm, I'm joking about Nora and she's like, she's got a couple words and they all sound like the screech a baby pterodactyl might make when hatching out of an egg. And uh, but there's going to come a time where I'm going to really miss that. You know, like I, I'm the one who takes the kids to daycare and picks them up and I have taped every greeting. So Remy, since he was, since he could walk, he's four now. And now Nora, I have taped every greeting after the day. Like I go to work, they go to school. And then when we reunite, I've got every one of those running up to me or the joy on their face. And man, I don't know if I didn't have the Marine Corps, if I wouldn't have that appreciation for those simple moments in life. And now I've got years of these, right? And there's going to be one day where the kids find all these videos wherever they're stored, right? In the metaverse, you know, wherever that is, you know, when I'm long gone and they're just, they can't help but know how much I love them. And so I lead with Tanya, the, the, this company in my vision. I don't, I don't want, I don't care to appear, appear to look slick. Um, I sign my business emails with smiley faces, you know, like, uh, like the old semicolon, you know, smiley face. I, I, um, I'm happy and I want, I want people to be, I want to be around happy people. And I want, I want to just lead with like, it sounds so cliche to sound lead with love, but I, I look, this isn't, I don't want to name any other products, but this isn't dot-com product.com where we're going to take a bunch of Facebook ads out and pump them into the system. And, you know, we make sales and no, no, I want relationships with my customers and um, I, I want them to be in our lives forever. Yeah. I think that's a good just reminder of really for any business is it is all about the relationships. I'm sure you've seen too, over the past like couple of years, the, how brands are trying to build more community with everyone. And I think you can tell the ones that are, really genuinely doing it and the ones that are kind of trying to like almost artificially create something that's that's not really there yeah and let and and not to be confused with being being nice and having this outlook uh on life doesn't stop me from wanting to win Mm -hmm. (laughs) doesn't stop me from being competitive doesn't stop me from understanding that i believe brand well you said the word brand and it triggered this thought brand is so important to me not, not like being on brand, but like the brand of fifth and cherry. Like when you think of fifth and cherry, when people think of, they hear the words fifth and the words cherry together with an ampersand and they know what my product is. I just want them to understand. I want them to think like the best love lasts forever. Uh, we'll stand behind it. I can, I can get a hold of one of the founders and they're going to take my call. Like I want that. And um, if you say, well, Tim, what, what business are you trying to emulate? 
you know, honest to God, um, Costco comes to mind. You know, I stood in Costco's line a couple of years ago and uh, this is just stuck out in my head. I'm with my wife, Tanya, and I think with Remy, we're waiting to return something that had broken. And in front of us was a lady with a chicken. You know, one of the $5 roasted chickens, right? Mm-hmm. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, I do actually like those. And so the lady says uh, in front of us, she says, uh, when it's her turn to, to, to tell the person at the counter what the issue is, she goes, I left this chicken in the back of my car. And the woman behind the counter goes, okay, great. Do you want to get another one or do you want some credit? She goes, I'll just go get another one. (laughs) And I'm thinking, that's service. You know, you go to some other stores, you get some weird looks, you're going to, you know, and then you're going to get told to pound sand. And no, no, I I believe in that Costco method or Central Market uh, here here in the the great state of Texas um, is an offshoot of HEB. So um, HEB is one of the most beloved supermarket chains in, in, our, in, the, in America. It's Wegmans and HEB are one and two or two and one, depending on how you look at it, in terms of loyalty and uh, brands that people love in the supermarket space. And Central Market is uh, a part of the HEB family. And you can go in any Central Market and it's the same policy. You got a piece of fruit that didn't taste right, bring it back. Who cares? Or just tell us. And they'll give you a credit or give you your money back. And treating people well, I believe is uh, like core to brand because if you can't delineate yourself, like I can't, I can't ever become commoditized. If I have to fight in the commoditized space, I'm going to lose, but I can separate myself by brand and what we represent to people. And then it takes a lot of effort to follow through on that, on that, on your brand design or, you know, your promise of brand. And when you follow through with that, I think in 2021, or maybe this airs in early 2022, when someone listens to it, I think that that wins them for life because so many products don't live up to it. And so, yeah, I think brand brand can, I don't, I don't know how we got talking about brand other than you said the word brand <laughs> and it triggered a thought in my head, but I appreciate you letting me, uh, letting me talk about it. Yeah. I mean, that goes, that, that comes back full circle to building a legacy, building memories. I say the word branded, it triggers something in you. And well, just like Fifth you. and Cherry triggers <laughs> memories we of people. Had, we did our first live stream event. I'm always amazed. So people will look at me like, because I'll go in, uh, into a central market. They're carrying our boards. And they're like, do you want to demo your boards? And I'm like, yeah. And then when someone else said, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, you give me 30 seconds and I'm going to make cutting boards <laughs> interesting. And so anytime that somebody gives me the opportunity to talk about cutting boards, because it's so much more than that, uh, I will take it every day. And uh, I, my, my, my promise is I'll make it interesting. I hope someone out there listening is found value in the discussion of feature benefit and found value in, I'll tell you what, because when you're getting your teeth kicked in, like it feels like you're making no traction, right? Like I, I can, I can, tell you like our first holiday season even our second holiday season of covid like how it felt you know and like when you're when you feel like you're doing you're doing the things you know you need to be doing but you're not making the progress you want to be making and you've got to have this core like these core values that allow you to take the next step forward every day because there's going to come a breakthrough but if you don't put that grind in um man that might be even over overused because hard work doesn't equal success. Sometimes you got to figure out how to work smarter, but that's all part of the process. And so, but you got to, you got to, you got to keep doing it. And so. You know, another question that I, I 
have sourced from you. You're just making my job easy by by feeding some of these questions, which is delightful. And I think I might I might have a, an idea of where the answer will go. But what's the most important room in a home, regardless of where you live? It's the kitchen, of course. <laughs> and, and, and the reason why is um, that's where, like, it, it, kitchen isn't just food prep. Kitchen is stumble out in the morning, coffee, whatever your routine is. And then you're setting the tone for the day with whether it's for yourself or whether it's with your family or even growing up, go back to when you were a kid. And so where did all those conversations happen? Like just broke up with a boyfriend. Um, I don't know how to handle this tears, uh, getting sat up on the counter because you skinned your knee to get a band aid. All these types of things happen in a kitchen. And I think that it's the most, I think it's amazing. Like like kitchens are the heartbeat of the home. And so I look at them with a lot of reverence, you know, uh, ours is a zoo, <laughs> you know, like uh, we put wood floors in uh, when we moved into this house and uh, you gotta, you gotta be really quick on your feet because there is a boy riding a, a scooter. <laughs> that, that somehow he is finagled to keep inside of the house and he goes really quick in the kitchen like he takes the corners like, like he's on rails you know and but that but those are things i'm going to remember like remember when Re- his name's remy or remington uh you remember when remy right like he had a tricycle but then he upgraded to the scooter you know because he can go faster and so yeah the kitchen is everything man it's not just food it's life yeah i'm, I'm picturing my uh brief time using a scooter and I, I can never get it very well. So I'm impressed that he's taken, taken quarters quickly. I would usually just like topple over if I went too fast. Everything is quick. I feel so <laughs> slow. I'm, uh, I'm about to turn 46 and the kids keep me young. Like, can I, you got to keep moving in life, I believe. And you don't want to become uh, brittle, either mentally or, or physically. And the kids keep me uh, young. And I love it. <laughs> Well, that segues nicely to uh, creating some memories in the kitchen there. And we always like to wrap up with a top three. So you're almost off the hook here. Sure. We've got one more on. And, and you can pick which one you choose because you spent three stints with the Marine Corps as well as obviously you have lots of children and you grew up, had lots of good memories. So you can either pick your top three memories from your service or your top three childhood memories. And let's get a little oh. nostalgic. Oh, sure. Um, well, I, I can mix them up here. I, I, I'm a mama's boy. Uh, so I still text my mom, uh, morning, good night. Uh, I send her pictures every day of the kids. Um, I, I miss my parents. Like I just, just being around them. Like we, we were in the kitchen type family, right? My mom's uh, Italian, like just talking with the hands, like all the, like I'm, I'm, I'm my mother's son, you know? <laughs> and so uh, I miss those small in-person conversations just they're not they're they're nothing important right but they're everything and so i i don't i don't um uh, i i miss those moments uh growing up marine corps uh i love the marine corps and anyone who's ever served knows that it's never 100 percent great it's never 100 percent bad and the thing you miss the most is the camaraderie or uh the esprit de corps uh, with, with people, because what an amazing group of people, um, without being too, uh, dramatic, think about this. Um, there's, there's people that you've never met in your life 
that you're going on a trip with that would absolutely without blinking an eye die for you if it meant you know uh saving your life and, and winning the mission and doing that and that is incredibly special to me but the the one memory that stands stands out like it just 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 a lot um we're in iraq and it was the first time they could vote and one of the one of the missions we went on one night was to take poll workers to go set up the polls what what courage these people had like they, 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 you used to not be able to do that, right? And or you'd get hurt if you voiced your opinion outside of what the regime was. And here, these people are so proud, volunteering to go do this for the first time, you know. And um, wow, what, a, what, a, you know, there is such. I have such an appreciation. I know a lot of people do uh, for the freedoms we have in this country. Like, God, I feel lucky, you know, like, I just feel lucky that I'm here. And uh, just, you just can't take it for granted when you take people from just for the opportunity to voice their opinion on who should lead their country, right? You know, like, it just stuck with me. And those, those are the things, bunch of nonsense too, great memories. But that, that is by far, like, it, I, I don't know why it's the one that sticks with me, but it's the one that I kind of remember a lot. And so, yeah, I think that, honestly, I, I don't know if I have any two that like there's, you know, the birth of my kid, oh, that's a great memory. No, I just, I'm in the moment. I think that's the biggest thing. Like I, I do my best to live in the moment with these kids and to live this life and just enjoy it. It's real easy to get down. Like, I, I don't know if you, I, you know, like um, you can spend too much time watching the news or you can always find something to drag you down. But I, I choose actively to not, do that yeah my my phone will do the uh like wall street journal and cnn yeah, yeah. updates and i i remember i uh, waking up one time and it like a minute later got the the little ding for it and i don't remember at what point this was, it was probably around like the capital riots um from the beginning of last year by the time this airs but i the it was like you know, like more rioting possible, like some celebrity had died and like a new wave of COVID start your morning here. And I was like, that's such a negative way to start the day. Like, I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, um, the way you, the way you start the day and, um, and i we talked about this. I don't know if we, you were taping, but uh, the way I choose is that, that what you just said is exactly why I start my day the way I do. And so uh, Tanya and I get up around 4.30 um, most, most mornings, Some, sometimes by choice, most times by kids. <laughs> and, um, and, and so like we're, we'll talk. You know, I'm not saying that we wake up and it's just engaging in conversation. There is a lot of coffee in my life. And so, um, but what I do to center myself, like some people take the time to meditate, uh, read, whatever it is you need to do, but for me, I pick one picture from, from recent memory that's on my phone and I tweet it. And 365 days a year, I do that one thing. And uh, maybe a small cat, like I say, good morning to the world. And it's a small caption of what the picture is about. And that centers me on what the most important things in my world are. And like, cause I do believe people wake up with anger. The news is not meant to make you feel good. The news is meant to get you to hang on through the commercial break or through the ad on the phone, like through the, as you scroll to get you to hang on. 
because it's fear-based and it, and it needs to keep you gripped to the screen, uh, whether it's television or phone or, or, or podcast. So you continue to listen and listen to the ads. And once, once you realize that you can let that go and then you can choose how you absorb your information. And I think it's really powerful. Uh, when you do that, because I believe me, I, I understand there's a lot of angry people out there. And I think the way you described how people wake up to all these alerts on their phone, like what happened overnight? I mean, that's, I, it might actually be one of the worst ways to wake up. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I'd much prefer to get outside and get some fresh air. <laughs> yeah. At least, at least, uh, you yeah. know, give yourself a few minutes, but I, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I'm human. I, I look at my phone first thing, you know, like, Oh, I wonder what happened. What did I miss? And it's like, you know what? Maybe I should change this up. <laughs> I like it. We're changing it this year. It's going to be, it's going to be glorious. <laughs> I hope, I hope like I, I, so I made it. So I did that on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at TJ Razor. That's not a shameless plug. That's just, I, you know, it's interesting. I have a lot of people, my DMs are open, right? And so I have a lot of people that actually DM me and say, these make my day. And I have about 11,000, maybe 12,000 followers. And uh, the messages I get from people a little older than myself, whose kids are grown, uh, it's heartwarming. And it, and it feels good. Like if you just, like people say, I want to change the world. And I always say, look, just help one person. Just one person and, and it makes all the difference in the world and so to know that i brought a smile or some kind of joy to someone's face that early in the day great way to start love it so tj razor on twitter if yeah. people want to learn more about you or about fifth oh, yeah. and cherry where can yeah. they find you oh uh fifth and cherry.com i always tell people uh go to the about us page um you you got to just click the little menu and uh, you go to about us and it tells the story of why we do what we do. There are very specific reasons why we do what we do. Because listen, there are easier ways to earn a living. Uh, I'm grateful for this one. And uh, to, to say that I'm creating a brand that uh, will be here for you know a hundred years, you know that that's that's pretty audacious. But uh, my family, um, how this all started, we make kitchen cabinetry. I never went into the business. Um, I went into the Marine Corps. And we were giving these boards away with the kitchens we would make. And I, you know, after the 08 recession, it kind of kicked the teeth into the shop a little bit if people remember 2008. And then uh, we're a family business and we had about 30 guys working for us. And then as the years went on, you know, my parents got tired and um, I thought, what can I do to, to help, help the shop? And the people that work there never leave, like their family. I, there's a gentleman in the video, if you go to the About Us page, his name's Alfred, he's named African-American gentleman. I was six years old sweeping the floors at his feet. I've known him since I was six. And so uh, how can I keep jobs in America? How can I help uh, save the shop? And I had one of these cutting boards for years. And so I thought, you know what, it's this product. And so then I put myself back through school uh, to do it. And that is explained uh, on the About Us page in a way that I, I don't give it justice. And so that's why people, uh, they, they, that's why they, one of the reasons why they like fifth and cherry and what we're doing. Awesome. Well, Tim, thank you. And I, I concur. I was, I was reading that earlier and it is just oh, a, a fantastic story and video. So keep it up. What you do, <laughs> keep it up. I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
Absolutely. And we've got to end with a corny joke, as we always do. I even tried to make it a little topical. It's probably a little bit of a stretch. But uh, I wanted to tell you a joke about carpentry, but I didn't think it would work. Get after it today, people. That is nice. (laughs) Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.